Wednesday, everyone, and welcome to Minute 83 of The Great Escape Minute, the daily podcast where we dig into The Great Escape one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me this week, once again, is Brian Lockhart from the Marine Corps Movie Minute. Welcome back, Brian. Hey, thanks for having me, and what's going on here? Uh, Are you drunk already? <laughs> I have some thoughts on the alcohol. <laughs> all right, all right. We'll, we're gonna we're gonna, we'll, we're gonna have a lot of a lot of talking about alcohol over the rest of this week. Minute eighty three begins with Henley finishing off his command. Goes all the way to Hilt warning Ramsey about getting moonshine on his clothing. So yeah, this this minute continues what we were discussing uh, yesterday, where you know the 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 three token Americans get everyone get all the the other prisoners uh, rounded up around. Uh, the water hole or whatever it's called, the wash, what did they call it? The washing... The, uh, the wash stack. No, the water tank. Water tank, they called it, I think. Is that is what that, they said? Okay. Is that what they said? I think so. Yeah, the, uh, the wash tank. Right, there you go. Wash tank, yeah. Wash I don't know why tank. I put stack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stack, tank, you know, one of those things. So the, basically the, the, the minute is the second half. It starts off with the uh, second half of... Of, of Henley's command, where he started off saying yesterday, all right, let's, and then the, the end of his his line is, line up down here. So they're, they're trying to do this in an orderly fashion, which makes makes you wonder. And and then the, the scene cuts, and we finally get to see, you know, that, that Strachwitz is actually awake. Apparently, you know, the, the, the thing he heard two minutes ago actually got him moving. And not only is he fully dressed, you know, at this at this time, he's... He's uh, first of all, he's got his uh, yearbook stuffed into his in, into his shirt, which, which I always find really funny. Yeah, that's the uh, you know that's that's, <laughs> that's the little yearbook that he has that he pulls out and is able to. He has the dossier of, of all of the prisoners in there, but he's also walking around with a gun in his hand, which is probably not the safest thing to do. <laughs> not that he's going to be well, concerned he... about getting shot, but you know, still. You know, I don't know. He, I mean, he did hear an explosion. He's ready. You know, he is a soldier. He's, <laughs> he, but he had to get dressed first. As I've been saying all week, I've been so excited about talking about it that he comes running out fully dressed, and and you know he couldn't come out like in his pajamas with just his like, t- you know, his jacket on and his hat. He That's had to come right. he, out. He's not dressed. <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> he didn't get a heads up what was going to happen, though, either. Nope. So. No, not at all. And then, then we see Werner run up to him from behind, and at that point, Strachwitz actually holsters his gun, which means that, that, that apparently he's been walking around with his gun out. You know, he now notices what's going on and therefore is putting his gun away. So for whatever reason, they decided not to show us beforehand that he's walking around trying to figure out what's going on, what that little explosion was. We also see another guard run up, uh, run up to him from behind. Yeah, and he waves him off, too, like kind of like, all right, like, settle down. You know, I kind of see what's going on. I'm surprised they let him continue. They probably figured it wasn't worth, um, yeah. I don't know, a hassle. Yeah, <laughs> That's my but guess. Maybe, maybe he stops because he says, okay, it's it's nothing. You know, just everyone's got together to have a little drink. <laughs> yeah, they're not, they're, not up, they're not escaping. They're not up to anything illicit per se. Um, they're just, you know, having some... Uh, tomfoolery or whatever. Exactly. I, I doubt that Shachtos would use that that phrase, but yes. <laughs> tomfoolery. <laughs> I'm sure that. that's exactly what he's. <laughs> of course, of course, completely, completely. The old German, you know, the old German phrase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then we we hear in the background, you know, we hear Hilt say, uh, you know, line up, 
and you know an orderly fashion and they're trying to to do this as orderly as possible it makes you wonder how long it's been since a lot of these people have had a drink and then we we get a wider shot of them sh- pouring the booze into everyone's cups because as as you mentioned uh, yesterday you know colin's the only one we see who actually takes out his cup but somehow everyone else miraculously has their cups <laughs> Well, they had a whole bunch on the table, so we'll just assume that they had two lines, one line to pick up a cup and the next line to come through and actually get the drink. Could be. Uh, but, you know, did, did they have 600 cups there? And how is everyone going to recognize their own cup? Right. Yeah, that's an awful lot of guys there, uh, and there was only maybe 20 cups there. <laughs> exactly. Depends on how quickly they're going to take their drinks. Yeah. yeah. You never know. And, and I mean, I, I'm going to say this over the next few days, but they waste a hell of a lot. There's so much that's being spilled along the way. With the yeah. way that this is not the most efficient way to be doing it. I, I, I was I was kind of laughing to myself because I'm like, well, what they're in, in this – for the sake of speediness, they're just kind of pouring and the guys are supposed to kind of walk by and, and get their cup under like one after the other. But they, like you said, they end up wasting so much more, and it and it's really not that efficient at all. They would just be better off, you know, taking some their time, pour a little, pour a little, pour a little. <laughs> Instead, it's just like exactly. Um, it's not like everyone's it, riding to get there and get their yeah. uh, drinks. I think James Garner is the one actually spilling more than anybody else. Although, <laughs> although now no, that I'm watching he'll, this, he'll, discussing he'll, the note, spills a lot also. Yeah, yeah. No, they both do. <laughs> I mean, all three of them. That is, they're they're. Um, I'm, I'm watching it just hit the ground. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> disgusting. I'm trying to. Is, wait, oh, no. is also pouring to people. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, they got two. Right, well, Steve right, Queen's got. Right. Yeah, he's right next to him. Hill yeah. says two. Yeah, and he and he's kind of helping, but not really. He's helping spill it all over the place. <laughs> exactly. And then and then we 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 have the you know the exposition of of uh, Ramsey saying oh. That explains what happened to the potatoes. <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines because I remember I forgot about this whole thing. And I'm like, when he's like early on, he's like, what the hell happened to all the potatoes? And, and I'm like, yeah, what did they do with the potatoes? Because I totally forgot about this bit. And then, when, of course, when they were making their shine, I'm like, oh, that's what happened to the potatoes. So I like that they called it out. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Just to explain to people that if you didn't notice, <laughs> they used the potatoes for this. <laughs> right. And then Max says, oh, there's no harm in closing down Tom for the day. Now, wait a second. They've all just gotten a little bit of booze in the morning. They're going to close out the entire day. We've we established earlier this week that, you know, sunrises, let's let, let's be generous. Let's say it starts, sunrises at 4.30, sunset is at 9. That's a long day for them to give up digging because yeah. of the fact that everyone's got a little bit of booze in the morning. I'm sure that this is some strong stuff, but is it that strong? And it's not like they're having, like – more than a shot, really. I mean, they're not, they're not getting much. <laughs> you know? Exactly. It's this is almost this is like the you know the two loaves of bread and, and fish that you know Jesus spreads around all those people. It's like there's not that much booze there, <laughs> but yet they, they still are. Everybody gets a drink. So yeah, this is this is a clown and, car. And, and not, it's a clown car. Yeah, yeah. The clown it car. It just keeps coming. Booze. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's true. Maybe it's 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 the miracle of 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 lift walk uh, lift uh, lift three. Yeah, I was just, I, I knew there was a three in there somewhere. <laughs> I had it looked up and then I totally forgot. Yeah, and then Roger goes, "Nah, I suppose it'll do us a good to little to. I suppose it'll do us all good to let off a bit of steam." 
what, which what he's basically acknowledging here is that the the Americans are the ones who who thought of the idea of let's take a break. <laughs> you, you, we're all yeah. working a little too hard. Let's let's just have a day to booze off. And then then Roger says something very interesting that 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 helps that helps set up what's going to happen over the next few minutes and even into next week a little bit. You know, the fact that he basically says, "Well, we've only got 14 feet to go," meaning we're we're, we're close to the end. Let's take a little break. To tell us also that you know they're really close. Yeah. Now the problem I have with the, with that is is that that you know I would think the other way around. I would think okay we have 14 feet to go, let's get that done as quickly as possible. <laughs> oh for sure. And I, I and I was also wondering too. I'm like I don't recall them like discussing like oh we do so many feet a day or one foot a day or something like that. Like, so, so how many, how close are they? Like, is that two weeks worth of work or is that like two days worth of work? Exactly. If, they, if they really, you know. Right. I mean, they established at the beginning that they're, they're supposed to be digging 335 feet. So it means they've, they've, they've dug 321 feet so far. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, it is. Now in real life, it took like what? It took almost like a full year. It took a full year, but they 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 had to actually uh, take a break through part of it uh, because the the ground was frozen. Ah, okay. They weren't able to to dig. Uh, they, they 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 actually called it the tunneling season. You know, like the summer months <laughs> were the tunneling season. All right, gotcha. It's kind of like a, you know, it, like especially if I'm from upstate New York originally, and like there's only there's there's like there's winter and then there's uh, road construction season. Exactly. There you go. I, I, I grew up in Michigan. I know the same. I, I know the feeling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it's the same stuff. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Uh, which which makes a lot of sense. And then Ramsey says, "Well, if that's the case, then it's time for a drink." <laughs> <laughs> no, I, but but also one of the things Roger says is that you can feel it all around the camp. Now, everyone knows that they're 14 feet away. You know, they're, they're not keeping any of this secret at all. <laughs> right, right. It, it would be, it, you know, it, it, what surprised me the most is, is that the, the Germans didn't know that this was going on. I mean, in the movie itself, because of the way they're, they're making it sound as if it's, it's a known fact that this is what they're doing. So it, it, it just, it baffles me every time to think about it. You know, that the, the way that they're all, you know, talking so nonchalantly about everything and they make it sound as if everybody knows what's going on. Wait a second. If everybody knows, let's let's say there's 600 prisoners in the camp. There's not a single one who's gonna accidentally say thing say something that's gonna tip off the Germans that they're they're digging a tunnel or tip off the Germans or or even if there was someone who was an informer or something like that. Right. Right. Um, I mean, in real life, there was no informer, so so that 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 makes sense. But but you'd think that 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 it would be possible. I mean, again, we discussed earlier in this week about uh, Stalag 17. I mean, Stalag 17 is all about the fact that they have an informer in the camp, you know, in, uh, among the POWs. And uh, the, the, they okay. establish there – I mean, I'm not going to give away spoilers for the movie about who, who the, 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 the informer was. But they established that it's very possible that, that, you know, you had a German living in America at the time of the World War II broke out, you know, speaks perfect English. You know, they could easily put them in a camp like this, and nobody would yeah. know the difference. You know, they wouldn't know. Yeah, and even if they didn't do that, though, it, it's you take somebody who clearly might be a weak link and you turn them. Right. You know, that that could also be be very possible. Hey, you're going to get a little extra 
fringe benefits here. You want to, you want some extra can of peaches. You want a nice uh, blanket for your room, you know, like, Cigarettes. you know, in the winter months. Yeah, exactly. Um, I can make life very, you know, pleasant for you here. And, and somebody might, you know, if they, if they target the right person might, might do that. Yeah. Or they could even threaten the, the right person, depending on the situation, you know, Correct. and they might, they might cave that way. Right. And then we go back to, to seeing Hilton Goff spilling all of their uh, booze on the ground. <laughs> Someone says, uh, "What's this stuff, Hiltz?" His response is, "Moonshine, American moonshine, moonshine." moonshine. Now, I I remember moonshine from from uh, you know when uh, the Duke of Hazard was on, you know back when the TV show was right. on in the seventies and eighties, the whole idea of moonshine, and and then you got uh, Smokey and the Bandit and stuff like that. So, like I always knew about moonshine. I I never thought to think about what moonshine is made out of. Until until I just you know was was going into detail here. What what do you know about moonshine? About how you how you make uh, moonshine from potatoes? Did did you do any? Uh... I found a recipe actually for potato moonshine, which is basically vodka. You know, but but to me moonshine was always whiskey. Yes, you know that's how I always knew it. Um, I've seen some clear moonshine. There was uh, so where I live, uh, it was pretty big with moonshine for a while i remember when i first moved here they shut down a pretty big still that was operating out uh the sheriff did like so i'm like even just a few years ago it seemed like it was still Wait, a thing in fact moonshine? there's a no 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 the sheriff raided the the, <laughs> the moonshiners and there was no there was no general lee there was no burt reynolds white lightning you know escaping no they they just captured you know they just raided the place shut it down but uh <laughs> they um there's a there's a local brewery here uh uh, and their their tagline is they are our county's first legal brewery <laughs> because they're not the first brewery they're the first legal brewery <laughs> just because for so long <laughs> things were illicit but yeah I I, uh, I always also knew that if you drink moonshine you're gonna go blind that was another one of my um, uh, kind of things about it that if it, it's and it's usually pretty strong and it's usually pretty flammable. But, um, yeah. yeah, I never, I, you know, honestly, I didn't think about it, but I never even considered vodka being something that would be considered moonshine, you know. Right. But, but yeah, I, I mean, I also looked this up, and we, we discussed this a little bit last week, but revisited a little bit. I mean, the, the, besides potatoes, you need malted barley or wheat, and you also need brewer's yeast. Now, maybe they can get around to get some wheat or barley, you know, in the camp. I have no idea where they're going to get brewer's yeast. Yeah. But I was thinking it. I was thinking about that, too, because, you know, one of these le- recipes I was looking at was kind of like, hey, this is like a do-it-your-home, do it, you know, do-it-yourself kind of kind of thing. But I'm like, back in, you know, throughout civilization, there was always somebody that was able to figure out a way to ferment, you know, anything to make exactly. it. You know, so I'm like, there, I mean – Maybe there is a a different way to do it. Maybe I don't know. Um, but I, I I caught that too about the yeast. I'm like, where did they get the yeast from? <laughs> yeah. Now the the funny thing is, is the, the recipe that I read, and obviously you know they didn't have the internet in 1942 when they were in uh, Stalaglyph three, but uh, still it mentions <laughs> that the amount of yeast that you're supposed to put in, you should go according to the ratio recommended on the packet. <laughs> oh right, right, right. <laughs> Meaning, exactly. <laughs> no, actually, one of the, one of the uh, you know, I'm, I said I'm from upstate New York, and uh, I went to this um, 
uh, it was like a colonial village type place that we, you know, it was one of those things you take the kids when, when you're in, uh, it's a field trip, you know, it's like what you would do in, when you're in elementary school and stuff like that. But uh, I took my kids there as an adult and it's pretty, you know, it's a pretty fascinating place because it's stuff from, they have actual houses from like the Civil War era where it was like somebody tore it down and, and moved it and, and, and donated it to this museum. And, or if it was damaged, they did an exact replica, like, uh, like, so, or like there would be like somebody famous in that area, they'd build an exact replica of that person's house that had something to do with, uh, you know, history. And, but one of the things that they have is a fully functioning brewery and my kids were helping make beer and they, and they grew their own hops out and barley out outside and you could see where and they would explain how they you have to grow this and you bring it in and how they and how they did it back in like 17 1800s and explained that you know actually breweries are one of the first things that were built in america because they didn't trust the water and ah okay and in fact uh, alcohol and beer was actually brought over <laughs> on the boats because again they didn't they need it would keep longer than the water they didn't they, they would actually make a lesser alcohol potency version for children <laughs> so oh, that wow. they could yeah it was just crazy uh, no wonder we're a bunch of <laughs> rabble rousers <laughs> but um yeah uh i just thought that was fascinating but but again he did get into the yeast and he did get into all that and it was these big vats that they used so it's like well i i don't know how they got it to work but um maybe they had somebody one of, the, one of the guards smuggle it in for him. Oh, we're just going to, you know, we just want to make bread or something. I don't know. <laughs> right. So, I mean, the rest of this minute is basically just uh, Hiltz throwing out uh, a bunch of little, a bunch of comments about, you know, how potent this this uh, moonshine is. You know, like he, he says, it'll make my, it'll make your mustache grow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I do. Um, yeah. Yeah. What, what? And then he goes, hey, hey, Eric, don't spill any of that. Yeah, and he says, don't get any on your clothes. Like, like that's that's the part I like, too. It's like, don't get any on your clothes. Now, why is that? Is it going to stain? Is it going to – because it's flammable? Is it because it's going to burn <laughs> to the touch? Like, why does he specifically – or is he just being a smartass? Could be any of the above yeah. <laughs> or all of the above. <laughs> I took it as it's flammable. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, so. Well, using the theory that we used – from Monday that that they filled up the the garbage pail with uh, with a little bit of booze before they threw the match in that makes sense that it would be flammable right and they continue with uh, you know down with the British uh, keep it moving old cobber yeah don't get any on your clothes you know we get to see you know a lot of the the familiar faces walking by Henley has a great line to Colin he goes what before your morning tea yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, like, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm fortunate for these few minutes because, because it's a kind of, it's a group scene. So even though I don't get a lot of some of these other characters, I get a, you know, I get a flash of everybody. So I, I like the little, hey, you know, here you go, old boy, you know, for, for, um, uh, oh, say, so, yeah, thank Cedric you. Cedric says old copper. Yeah, because I was, I was like, I'm like, can't even think of the actor's real name right now. James Coburn. So James Coburn, yes. There you go. Uh, but I, I, what I wish I didn't see uh, Danny get a drink, Charles Bronson, who's like my favorite in this movie. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> but, right. I'm surprised. Um, I I'm surprised he doesn't. He doesn't drink. He doesn't drink yeah, you don't think? Show him. Yeah. I don't know. Don't know. Not sure. He seems like he's all business. Yeah. No, he's he's definitely all business. That's, yeah. But that's Charles Bronson for you in any movie that he's been in. 
you know, I, I, I don't think I've ever seen him in a comedy, you know, where, where it works. With the clo- him, right. the, uh, the closest thing I would to a comedy I've seen him in was probably Death Wish 3. Because it's just so over the top. Yeah, but it wasn't meant as a comedy. <laughs> no, I know. That's the difference. <laughs> That's the only difference. Yeah. No, no. Uh, no, no comedy for Charles Bronson. He's he's all business, and I have nothing else for this minute either. All right. Great. So why don't you once again tell people how to, they can get in touch with you? Uh, I'm co-host of the Marine Corps Movie Minute podcast with my buddy Jack Perry, and and if you want to maybe send an email to either one of us, we're just at the Marine Corps Movie Minute podcast at gmail.com. All right, excellent. And while you're doing that, you can go rate, review, and subscribe to us on any podcatcher that you might be using to listen to the show. You can go to our Facebook group, The Cooler, visit our website, thegreatescapeminute.com. Our email is thegreatminute at gmail.com. And our Twitter handle is greatescapemxm. So until tomorrow, tally ho. Tally ho.